Welcome to the Hit'em Podcast, a podcast for average fans, by average fans. I'm one of your hosts, Frankie Lund, along with my brother, Matthew Lund. What's up, guys? Uh, so once again, uh, we are recording um, from opposite locations, so we apologize in advance if any audio or anything uh, seems a little bit off, but we are glad that you guys are listening, and I hope you guys enjoy. Absolutely. So... Uh, Besides playoffs, uh, there's been a couple coaching hires. I believe the Raiders have indeed hired their interim coach. Am I correct? Yes. So that is official now. Um, according to uh, SB Nation, this article I'm reading, yes. I think that is a great move for the Raiders. I think, I mean, you can always argue about who's a better hire and stuff, but I think the the locker room would have wanted traded had they gone with a different coach. So it's a good hire for that aspect for sure. Yeah, and I'm curious to how much power players actually have in that case. Because I saw that, you know, Max Crosby, the defensive end, uh, who's an absolute terror on defense um, and a highlight for the Raiders, said he was going to request a trade if they didn't hire him. Right. And he probably won't be the only one. But at the end of the day, like how much power do you actually have to demand that trade compared to them just making you play and finding you? Well, they can't make them play, but they would find them. Yes. Well, find them until they end up playing is what I'm saying. Yeah, there's a chance. But ultimately, I think that's a good move. The Raiders, like, whenever Josh McDaniels was hired before, should have hired their interim head coach instead. Um, Players loved playing for him as well, and they did really well. It seems like the Raiders might be learning from that mistake. I think so. Um, Other than that, the only other hire that – I recall I saw this morning briefly was the Tennessee Titans have hired the offensive coordinator from Cincinnati. Um, Let me look here. I believe it's the offensive coordinator from Cincinnati. I cannot remember the guy's name though. You're talking about the Titans? That's who? Brian Callahan of Callahan Auto Parts. (laughs) But but he is the offense coordinator for the bank, or was. His title read, quote-unquote, offensive coordinator, but it's widely accepted that Zach Taylor called both the offense and designed the bulk of the playbook, according to this article. Which is interesting why the Titans would go for a first-time head coach and an offensive head coach that didn't call plays. Yeah, that's normally you do one or the other. First time head coach that's called plays or an offensive coordinator that hasn't called plays yet, like the Bears did and failed. With with Matt Nagy? No, with um Getsy? Was that our blast offense coordinator? Oh, yes. Yeah. He didn't he was a quarterback's coach, didn't call any plays before. Well, I think before he left, he was off, or yeah, I think he was quote unquote offensive coordinator. 
oh, but didn't call the plays. Right, exactly. Yeah, I think Tennessee, it's just a giant question mark for me. One, it wasn't a name that I had really seen floating around for head coaching jobs. Like, I saw Cincinnati's defensive coordinator last year had some interviews. Um, hadn't heard his name this year yet. But the Bengals, they didn't really do much on offense this year. I mean, provided you had Joe Burrow hurt a majority of the year. I think he only played, like, four games. Yeah, he, he was hurt quite a bit. So maybe, Tennessee, you're hiring him because you think that the Bengals played well enough with their backup QB, and you're you're saying, I believe the offense coordinator had a lot to do with that, right? But it's just it seems odd to me because, in my opinion, Mike Vrabel did an excellent job in Tennessee. Oh yeah, he was one of my favorite coaches to watch. One of my favorite coaches to watch. One of my favorite coaches to listen to. That is not my team. Yeah, but, I, I agree. And he led them to an AFC championship, led them to the playoffs multiple times. Multiple times. I think he did really well for what he was, the players he was given. I, I agree. And so they go in a total opposite direction, uh, something that I am uh, just kind of scratching my head at. Yeah, it's definitely an unknown name. I mean, I'd have to Google his Wikipedia page to know anything about him. I'm not looking at the name, so I've already forgotten it. Callahan. O'Callahan or something like that. Did you just say Bo Callahan? O'Callahan or something like that? Or Callahan? I was going to say, Bo Callahan is the dude off of draft day. So, Yes, I I know it well. I watch, <laughs> I watch it every year before the NFL draft, as is tradition with Evan. Brian Callahan. Brian Callahan, yes. Um, other than that, those are the only two uh, head coach hires. Now, an interesting thing that you said earlier today is you think Harbaugh is going to be a charger. and you You're forgetting a hire there, buddy. Am I really? Yeah. Who else? Mayo. Well, we already talked about that. Eh, A little bit, yeah. I guess that's true. I'm thinking new hires since the last episode of our podcast. That's fair. That's fair. Yes, I... I firmly believe that Harbaugh's gone. I'm surprised it hasn't happened already today, but I'd expect it by the end of the week for sure. What makes you think that? Just everything that I've been reading online, different people tweeting different stuff. Supposedly he's already talked about the money and that lines up. He's making supposedly more than he would be at Michigan. So the big hookup or hangup from what I've been reading is more about who he wants to bring in on the staff and what they're thinking with general manager and stuff. Huh. That that's interesting. I I did not really consider the Chargers to be a real threat for Harbaugh 
which is probably why they are. I figured it'd come down between them and uh, Atlanta. Yeah. Well, because during the season, it was all Raiders, Chicago. You know, those were the two teams that are linked to Harbaugh, you know. Right. Chicago keeps their head coach. Raiders keep their interim. You know, so it's interesting to me that he's going to choose an NFL team still and not go back to college. I mean, you you never know, but everything that I've been reading all day, not all day, I do have a, a day job, but everything that I've read today so far is pointing that way. Well, the best thing for the Bears, though, would be if he if he wants to be a GM of his own. He doesn't want a GM over him. Why is that good for the Bears? Because Ian Cunningham has been interviewing with the Chargers to be their new GM, and I really like him. I think he's good with our GM, and so if he stays in Chicago another year, I think that's good for the Bears. Yeah, I I agree. I did not know that Ian Cunningham had been interviewing uh, for any open GM jobs. I knew that he had one with Washington, yeah, and he lost that one to San Francisco. Yeah. But, yeah. And it'd be interesting if he does move on, who the Bears would potentially hire as a as an assistant GM. Because this is the first time in Bears history that we've had an assistant GM. Right. I think that's mostly to do with their history together rather than having the position itself. I think that was kind of a, a custom tailored position for Ian Cunningham. Yeah, but I like it. I think that you need an assistant GM. Maybe. I don't know who else would be around that would be good for our GM. I don't know either, but I I don't even know if other teams have assistant GMs. They but do. they do. A lot of them. I think it's a good call. I think the Bears should stick with an assistant GM if Ian Cunningham does move on. We'll see. I, I'm trying to figure out. I saw something earlier that listed where all he's interviewed. I think he's only interviewed with Washington and the Chargers. But the Chargers are moving so slow because I, I think they're moving slow because of their coaching search, which is a little cart before the horse for my opinion but yeah but I think that might be because Harbaugh does want to be his own GM maybe so it'll be interesting so the play playoffs uh, round two happened this last weekend uh, the Texans lost uh, who'd they play again Texans lost to the Ravens. Oh, yeah. They lost to the Ravens. Packers lost uh, to the 49ers. Uh, who else did we have here? Chiefs beat the Bills. Chiefs beat Bills. And Bucks lost to... Drawing a blank. I'll Google it. 
Um, the Lions. Yes, the Lions, our favorites, yes. Yeah, and I think it was so hard for me to remember what games happened this weekend because Saturday I didn't watch a single down of football. Neither did I. I was at work. I was at church, and then I added something after church. So I didn't watch a single down of the Packers game. Didn't watch a single down of uh, the Ravens-Texans. Uh, I did watch uh, the Lions game on Sunday, uh, but didn't watch any of the Bills-Chiefs either. So I'm I'm sorry to our listeners, but I'm not going to be able to dive deeply um, into those games. I just know that 49ers barely held on, and if it wasn't for a missed field goal, Packers could have been playing the Lions, and Lions looked pretty good against a somewhat decent Buccaneers team. Yes, i I didn't see any of the Saturday's games. I watched probably the first half, three first three quarters of the Bills Chiefs game, and then. Yeah, because I was at Kenzie's dad's house. Quick shout out to my wife. Her birthday is yesterday. Yeah, happy birthday, Kenzie. (laughs) I meant to do that earlier in the podcast. But yeah, I watched the first half, three quarters with her family. It was a good game. I I wish the the Bills could have pulled one out. Yeah, the the Bills are always right there with Mahomes, always right there. I thought this could be the year that they beat Mahomes in Kansas City because Kansas City is kind of having an off year. But like we've said before, they seem to get hot in the playoffs and any given Sunday. So they pulled it out. Yeah. I, I feel like there was a little bit of momentum because it was – at the Bills stadium, but I mean, it came down to what a field goal. Yep, I believe so. Yeah, I, I think I read somewhere that all four of them came, all four games came down to a field goal. Yeah, they were all really close, which I mean, makes for good football. Yeah. Pat, he's got to step up the kicker game, though, in the NFL, apparently. Yeah, I think that's why the Bears signed theirs for such a long term. Right. Uh, Speaking of the Bears, uh, Bears have a new offensive coordinator. Yes. They got the passing game coordinator from Washington, or not Washington, Seattle. So we got the offensive coordinator from Seattle. Oh, okay. He was offensive coordinator. Okay, that's good. Yeah. So he was passing game coordinator the Rams before he was Seattle. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So I, I, I believe he was passing game coordinator uh, with St. Louis, or not St. Louis, but the L.A. Rams. And then went to Seattle and became the offensive coordinator. Oh, I see. Okay. 
John Wald- Waldron. Right. Yeah, and he's he's ranked as the tenth best play caller in the NFL. Hey, that's top half. I like that. Yep, top half. Um, all of the yardage and all that stuff. He's kind of like in the middle of the pack. Um, and it was interesting because I was reading a bunch of stuff from Seattle fans. They're not really upset with it, but ultimately, there's hardly any fans that are super upset about an offensive coordinator leaving. Right. Everybody thinks the play calling's bad or they lost because of an offensive coordinator or that. I'm personally excited for it because of the fact that I believe he's the reason Geno Smith excelled. Yeah, but is Geno Smith a good comparison for Fields? Well, Geno Smith was a journeyman quarterback before Seattle and was back up to Russell and then became in the conversation for some MVP votes. Right. So they have Fields is a little more of a dual threat Geno is. But still, if you're looking for somebody to build up a QB that's been a little bit underperforming but has the skill set, just like Geno, then maybe. Gotcha. But who knows what the Bears do in the draft. Caleb Williams is still on the board. Unfortunately. Uh, What? I said unfortunately. Well, until it's draft day or we trade out of the spot, like it's always going to be a what if. Right. You know, do we take Caleb? Do we take Marvin Harrison Jr.? Everybody knows my opinion on that. You take Marvin Harrison Jr. I would think uh, so. It's like you and I talked about earlier. I think you get a text message like, if I'm, if I'm Matt Eberflus and it's. One of my last years, because I'm my seat's a little warm right now. It's not quite on fire, but definitely in the sun. I want the known commodity. Even if Justin Fields isn't my guy, he's not what I want as a quarterback. For this year, I am all in because I know him. I know what to do with him. I know his work ethic. I don't know Gail Williams. I I agree. And I also think that, you know, my problem isn't really with Caleb Williams' skill set. He has his attitude. Yep, he has a very similar skill set to Justin Fields. um, Very similar stat wise. Um, In college, Caleb happened to win a Heisman. Justin Fields never won a Heisman, but. Ultimately, I think it comes down to attitude and leadership. Um, a quote from Remember the Titans, which, you know, hopefully is not in Matthew's uh, quote competition, but um, it's something our dad always uh, would quote to me all the time, and it's attitude reflects leadership, Captain. Yep. And Ultimately, I do not think the Bears would have done as well this year without Justin Fields' attitude and his leadership. 
when it came to losses and coming back from losses. I, I firmly agree. I, I forget where I saw this or heard it, but they were talking about the attitude of Justin Fields, which everybody loves him. He's one of the first in the building. He's one of the last out. He's asking good questions, good personality. People love working with him. And then the opposite in Caleb Williams, it's like, can you imagine being Coach Eberflus and you go from like the same day you're talking to Justin Fields and you're loving it and you're happy and then you go and you hang out with Caleb Williams? Like, it just wouldn't be good. Yeah, and so I think the Bears still have to do your due diligence on Caleb Williams. But if I'm the GM and coach and you get to you're doing all these interviews and stuff. None of it would be about football to me. All of it would be leadership is leadership scenarios and different um, aspects to know what kind of leader he is. Right. Can can Caleb Williams handle the pressure of being a QB one in Chicago? That's the question. Because Caleb Williams did not face the media sometimes at USC after a loss. Chicago media, they'll beat you up after a win still. Right. Hey, you you won by 14, but you could have won by 21. So what, what's the deal here? Yeah. So. I'm looking at a mock draft here. And here's a name that. I haven't seen anybody talking about for the Bears at number one. Bo Nix, QB from Oregon. Not happening. I don't think it is either, but it's on this website. It's on profootballnetwork.com. Bo Nix is not a first-round QB. I don't know anything about him. I like Bo Nix, but... I like him in the third or the fourth round and to sit behind Justin Fields. I would not – I do not see him going first overall. Well, it also says clickbait, garbage, dumb, but it, it is on their website, so thought I'd mention it to you. Oh, wow. All right, fool me once. Well, it – it's not necessarily fooling you. It is what they project as one because then it goes Drake May. Or no, it goes, yeah, Drake May, then Caleb Williams, and then Marvis and Harrison Jr. on their website. Wow. That they would be really happy. Yeah, of course it would. <laughs> So, in, in other uh, sports news for our teams, and we promise listeners that it won't always be our teams. It just happens to be, you know, in the season we're in, that it's easier to talk about our teams right now. Um, since we're not, like, in a season. But Buckeyes have been cleaning up on the transfer portal. Yeah, Buckeyes are crushing it right now. I mean, on every front, they are just 
crushing things, at least on paper. So I really like the um, the safety from Bama. Right. Um, hold on. I really like Caleb Down being a Buckeye now. I one I saw him in the in the playoffs. I've seen him in a couple other games for Alabama. He was a name that stood out to me. And so when he entered the transfer portal, immediately I was like, oh, I hope the Buckeyes can get this guy. And then it happened. And I even more highlights. And wow, this kid can fly. He is a hard-hitting safety and also a good punt returner. Yeah, Ohio State has gone like nine years without a punt return for a touchdown. So hopefully we can change that in 2024. That is times. That is a long time. Yeah. I'd be curious what the longest streak is in college. But, yes, Ohio State is just on fire right now. Yeah. And it's a it's a good problem to have and also a bad problem. But I there's a lot of QBs in that QB room now. There is. I mean, we just went and got uh, – Drawing a blank on his name. The QB from Kansas. Will Howard. Yeah. Yep. So you got Will Howard from Kansas State. And now you have Julian Sayan from Alabama. Well, we had we got uh Will Howard. We had uh Brown. Drake Brown? No. We had Keen Holtz. And then we had Aaron Nolan. And then yesterday or the day before, it might have even been Saturday, we went and got Sand. So that's yep. five, four, or I think there's one four star and the rest are five star quarterbacks in that QB room right now. That's just. That's kind of insanity to me. It is. Now, somebody will end up transferring, I'm sure, in the spring. Yes. Um, if I had to guess, it'll be Keenholz because Will Howard's projected to be the starter. They went and got him. They paid him. Devin Brown, that's who it is. That sounds better. Is probably going to be the backup. Because I think he feels that he's got a good chance at starting next year. So if he just sits for a year as a backup, comes in in garbage time, then he can start next year. And then Keith Holtz probably leaves in the spring. And then I, I think Aaron Nolan and Sayan probably both stay for at least a year. Because they can just redshirt. True. The next spring, you've got a battle for which one is going to be the backup to probably Devin Brown if he sticks around. Yeah. And then uh, the counterpart and to the Buckeyes doing so well right now in, in the transfer portal is that team up north 
and I can say that team up north right now because our co-host, Little G, is not on the podcast right now. No, he is not. Little G's been working a lot. Yeah, which is understandable. We bo- Like we've said, we all three have full-time jobs. Like, I didn't even get off until like an hour ago. So, uh, but if Harbaugh leaves for the Chargers, then that opens up another 30-day tra- transfer portal opening for that team up north. Yes, it does. And then, honestly, I think they already have their head coach in place if Harbaugh does leave, and that's an offensive coordinator. He should 100% be that head coach. I haven't seen him leaving with Harbaugh in any of the reports, but I don't know why he wouldn't. He already so he has already shown you that he can beat your rival, the Buckeyes. Yep. He's already won every game that he was assigned to be the head coach. Like the players love him, like the rest of the staff loves him. Heck, I'm a rival fan and I like that guy. I like how aggressive he was. He he would worry me as a a Buckeye for that, but I don't really know anything about him. Well, I just know from his play style, so yeah, that aggressiveness. Right. I'd be kind of surprised, actually, now looking at his Wikipedia, if he did leave Michigan, because he's been in Michigan since 2014. He's been at Central Michigan – and then he's been at Michigan since then. Wow. So he spent a couple of years at Central Michigan and then the team up north since then. Interesting. It's a lot of time in, in that state. Almost 10 years now. That's a, that's a long time. But yeah, he. It'd be interesting, depending on all these allegations and supposed punishments for that program on how many kids leave. Because yeah, but if you if you immediately hire him, I don't know if you have very many that leave. Is what I'm saying. I I don't know. That's what that's what I'm saying is. There, there's a lot of unknowns there. I mean. Alabama's lost 30 players. I saw him in my, my lead today, and he's a, a Huskies fan, and they've lost, he's saying, like 20 to 30 players. I mean, players just leave. I think they've got someplace better to be. I don't know where they would go. It is interesting to me that they just won a national title and nobody's going to them. Yeah, but are you really able to get players if your coach is leaving? That, that's a big debate for sure. Plus, they've got all these supposed allegations. Well, not supposed allegations, but these allegations of Supposed cheating. I don't know any of the facts. I'm not an investigator. But 
that probably plays into it to some extent. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be a topic of conversation for sure. It's just, as much as I dislike that North because it's a rivalry, because, like, you just don't like each other. They don't like us. We don't like them. It's okay. Right. As much as I dislike them, I feel so bad for those kids. Yeah, I can see that. To me, it all depends on kind of like what did the kids know? Because J.J. McCarthy's had some quotes, whether it's he's just bad at doing interviews or whatever happened, but he's got some quotes where it sounds like he knew about it. If they knew about it, then they're just as guilty as he is. Yeah, but I'm saying I feel bad for, like, the incoming, like, kids that didn't know and now Harbaugh's going to leave. And for, like, maybe the QB knew, but I doubt the whole team knew. I'm not sure. But... But it's similar. I mean, not similar, obviously, but there's similarities, I guess, in a way, to Penn State back in the day. I mean, they got punished for three years. Those kids didn't do anything. Yeah. I mean, I felt bad for them, too. Absolutely. Time will tell. Everything I've read about it says that any sort of punishment or investigation should end. Well, the investigation should end and the punishment should come in April, May. So handful of weeks. We'll see. Speaking of Penn state though, Ohio state's new offensive coordinator was the coach that kept them afloat. Yeah. Mr. Bob. He was only there for like one year though, right? Until he became Texas head coach? Um, I think he was there for two years. Okay, two years. Yeah, because he's bounced around. He was in New England and then that whole scandal happened and he went down there for a couple years and then he was in the Texans for like seven years, four of which were pretty successful. And then was let go from them because, in my opinion, mainly because he is a bad GM. It's very rare that a coach is a good GM. They're either one or the other. And then after the Texans, I think he took a year off before going back to Belichick, Belichick for – a year or no Bama for a year and then back to New England for a year before coming to Ohio State. Oh. I'm I'm pretty excited for Ohio State. I it's like I've told you and our other brothers that are Ohio State fans, this is the the most I've invested in an Ohio State offseason. Listening to podcasts, reading up on players. Yeah, I I don't really get too much into college off season 
but yeah, it has been an interesting one for sure, mainly because of the transfer portal just opening up all the time. Yeah, I mean, to me, the most exciting thing was the fact that we were able to keep like nine out of our 11 starters on defense. And then you add Caleb Downs, you add a quarterback, you add a good offensive coordinator. I don't think anybody expected Nick Saban to retire, which is what started all of this. So I'm sorry to switch topics, but something just popped up on my phone. And it's an alert that says Harbaugh to L.A. Chargers only a matter of time. I agree. And it says uh, details on coaching and analytics staffs are the main holdup. Yep. So that that could be interesting. I don't I don't quite understand why you would want to go to the Chargers in the standpoint of like the competition. Like you have Kansas City, which are are gonna be a threat as long as the QB. And then, I mean, Denver's not doing that great, but Raiders are on the up and up, I feel like, especially with their interim head coach maintaining his title and being the head coach. Like, but you just have a really crowded AFC. I think, I forget where I read this. I think there's a part of it that he won't, He's looking to just kind of blend in a little bit. I mean, when you're up in Ann Arbor, everybody knows Jim Harbaugh. The dude walks in their restaurant and gets steak dinner for free, probably. Especially now that he won a natty. Yeah, I would never leave. Right. But you go to L.A., especially the Chargers, that dude could walk on the beach with a sign saying, I'm Jim Harbaugh, and nobody's going to blink at him. Yeah, I guess that's true. He's going to have to answer questions about the alleged cheating for three months, and then they're just going to move on. Yeah, and at least in L.A., you probably already have your quarterback because Justin Herbert is pretty good. Yeah, I'd agree. He could draft J.J. McCarthy and just have him as a backup. Well, oddly enough, J.J. McCarthy somehow is getting a first-round grade now and a first-round projection. Oh, that's interesting. I don't agree with it, but that's that's what it's listed as right now. Trying to I'm on Tankathon's website, trying to see the the order of what they listed. Yeah, they've got him at number thirty six, so that'd be a that'd be a first round. He's at what? Number thirty six. So that'd be second round. Uh, I guess you're right, huh? But that's 
that's interesting. So who do you who do you think wins this weekend? You have San Francisco versus Detroit. You have Baltimore versus Kansas City. I don't know who's who I think's gonna win, but I hope it's the Lions and Ravens. I hope so as well. Chances are it's probably Chiefs and Niners, I feel like. But I hope not. I'm not gonna be mad if it's the Niners. But I would like it to be the NFC North. That'd be kind of fun. Yeah. And I just think that as a Bears fan, you have to see yourself a little bit in this Lions team. What, sucking for so many years? Well, not sucking for so many years, but the fact that you've shown improvement each year. You're just on the cusp, like... Your defense is good like the line. You need some more offensive pieces, and you have a QB that sometimes is really good, sometimes really bad. Like, Jared Goff is up and down like like an ocean tide. Like, sometimes he's really, really good, and then sometimes he's really bad. Like, and... The Bears should have beat the Lions twice this year. Yeah. If it, if it wasn't for bad play calling, we would have held on to that first one. And then that second one, we dominated the game, really. Should what have, could have, my friend. Should have, what have, could have. Well, I'm just saying, like, you have to see yourself in that Lions team and and be like, hey, we're right there with them, is what I'm saying. Yeah. I haven't thought about it like that. All right. So do you got some questions for us? Or for us, I mean, for me? Yeah, let me pull them up. Um... Wait. First, do we have listener questions? Yeah, that's what I'm pulling up right now. Okay. I didn't know if if you thought I meant quotes. No. All right. All of them are from Evan. Our, our brother, Evan. Evan. Okay. Hot take or not, Jim Harbaugh should be a more sought-after coach than Belichick. I don't think that's a hot take because I agree with it. I think Harbaugh is is younger. He he hasn't had as much success as Bill Belichick, obviously. Like, Bill Belichick will be the greatest NFL head coach of all time for a while. You know, it's going to be really hard to top what he's done, what he's accomplished. But I think Jim Harbaugh is younger. I think he's more in tune with players. I think Bill Belichick is kind of not old school, but just very only a certain amount of players are going to want to play for him. And I think Harbaugh fits the Chargers uh, and other teams because he has that youthfulness to him as well as just being able to connect to younger players, especially with coaching in college so long now. 
I I firmly agree. I mean, I feel like the NFL a lot of times is a what have you done for me recently type league, and he just won a natty. He just won a ship. So when was the last time Belichick's got multiple? He's he's got multiple ships, but when was the last one? Yeah. Uh... Plus, there's a lot of debate about how much of it was him and how much of it was Brady. Because Brady leaves and he hasn't been doing well. Brady left and still got another ship, so. Yeah, but it it would have been interesting to see, like, would Brady have won another one with Bill Belichick? Or did he just go to a, a Bucks team that just was one QB away and then... Well, QB and a tight end because he brought Gronk with him. Well, true. Okay, next question from Evan. Was it a mistake for the Browns to move on from Baker and trade for Deshaun Watson? And the second part of this question, will we ever see prime Deshaun again? I don't think it was a mistake moving on from Baker. I... I like Baker Mayfield, like, and he helped lead the Bucks to a playoff win. But I still think that he is an average, an average QB that will get you that playoff win. But I don't see him winning a Super Bowl. Um, I think Watson was the wrong person to go after. I just, I think besides. All the, all the criminal stuff, or the charges, or you know, court stuff. Like, it's just too much of a guaranteed money situation. I just don't think he cares, and that's why I don't think we ever see Prime Watson again. I I think he's just. I I don't know how to answer this question. I agree with your your answers. I I don't think it's a mistake to move on from him, and I don't think we'll see Deshaun again. But I don't have a, a reason as to why. It's just kind of a gut feeling. I I saw a thing, and it was Joe Burrow on the sidelines. Right, he had a a season-ending injury. He's on the sidelines. He's still helping, you know, his other QBs. He's still wanting to help the team be down there with the guys. Like, do what needs to be done still. And I saw the same thing from Aaron Rodgers. Deshaun Watson gets hurt. He's up in the press box, and he's got, you know, nice sunglasses on. He's just relaxing and chilling. Like, he just does not seem like he cares anymore to be great because he's got all that guaranteed money. He, ha- he doesn't need to win. He doesn't need really anything. And that's why I don't think we see a prime Deshaun Watson again. Makes sense. I I can see that argument for sure. Okay. Like, it again goes to the attitude reflects leadership. And he's supposed to be your leader and his attitude is crap. I, I agree. Hopefully you can fix that. You can fix attitude. It takes effort, but you can. 
Okay. Next question. Hot take or not, Alabama's championship run, winning multiple championships in a 10-year window, is over. Oh, uh, over as in, like, they're not going to win a championship again or they're just not going to be winning multiple in a row? Well, I, I, probably the second one I would I would have to guess because I, I mean, statistically, as long as Alabama has a football team, they're – like, you can't go forever without winning. Like, when Ohio State was just crushing the team up north, you know you had to lose at some point. You can't go 200 years without losing. Yeah, I, I think the quote-unquote dynasty of Alabama – is over. But I think it's been over for a couple years now. Yeah. Like, Bama has always been a threat to be in the playoff and to to go all the way as long as Saban was there. And now that you're in a 12-team playoff, like, as long as you get... As long as you maintain, like, two losses, like, you're going to be in that mix, probably. Like, so you always have a shot. So I don't think they're going away, but I think it'll be I think four years until we really see them as contenders again. Yeah, interesting. I I feel like the transfer, transfer portal really decimated them. They've brought other players in, especially from the Huskies, but I think that's really hurt them. Plus, you lose the greatest, without argument, that I know of at least, greatest college football coach. So, that that hurts. Because a lot of people talk about, like, oh, the players go to say they played for Bama. Well, a lot of players went to Bama to say they played for Nick Saban. That's true. Whereas I feel like Ohio State might be the opposite. (laughs) Like, yeah, a lot of quarterbacks go to Ohio State and say they played for Ryan Day, but I think a lot of other players say go there because of the name of the school. Yeah. Mainly because Ryan Day hasn't been a massive success. He's been very good in the regular season. He's won a couple of playoffs, maybe one playoff game, but he hasn't had nearly the success to, for people to want to play for Ryan Day versus play for Ohio State. Agreed. Okay. Um, who is the most annoying player in sports right now? Most annoying player in sports right now. Yes. I honestly don't have an answer. I I'm not super annoyed with with anybody in sports right now. Like it'd probably be an easy answer to go LeBron James or uh, some basketball player that cries a lot, 
but part of me wants to say anybody that's a Dodger, you know, but I honestly don't have an answer for that one. Sorry, Evan. I don't, I don't know if anybody's the most annoying person in sports right now. I feel like that comes and goes. You're, you're watching the Chiefs play. And you're like, oh, I'm tired of seeing Taylor Swift. Then you turn the channel and you're watching LeBron. You're like, oh, I'm tired of LeBron. And it just changes depending on what you're watching. Yeah. See, I'm not really tired of LeBron because I still appreciate greatness. And I still know that he's the second greatest of all time. So. Okay. You ready for some quotes? Yeah, let's do it. All right, two of these are for mom, so just so you're aware. All right. You play ball like a girl. Well, that's saying a lot. Okay, who says it? Uh, Squirts. Or Squints. Nope. Oh no, it's um it's Ham Porter. What's his first name? Ham. Ham is not his first name. I thought his name was Ham Porter. You're half right. Um come back to me, I'll I'll think of it eventually. <laughs> I'm trying Real hard not to completely lose my crap on all three of you right now, but you're not making it easy. Okay, for first off, I didn't know that uh, that um, you were saying a quote. I was like, three of us. I don't know who the. <laughs> th- Are you sure it's not Ham Porter for the first one? It is Ham Porter. I'm asking you for his first name. I thought his first name was Ham. No. All right. Do I get a half point for that one? For knowing it's Ham Porter? Eh, We'll debate that one off air. All right. Say the the second quote again. Um, I am trying real hard not to completely lose my crap on all three of you right now but you're not making it easy. All right. We're going to have to come back to that one. All righty. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. Well, that could be for any sports movie. Um, I'll go with a league of their own. No. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. All right, what's the sport? Golf. The greatest game? Yep. Who says it? Uh, the caddy. I don't know the caddy's name, though. Hold on. Uh, I'm not going to know the caddy's name. Eddie. Ah, Eddie. Do you give up on... Ham Porter's first name? I, 
So it's got to be something with ham in it. <laughs> Is his first name Hamilton? Yes. Hamilton Ham Porter. Oh, uh, well, Ham was close enough. <laughs> All right. And then for the second one, I'm going to go with... Is it a league of their own for the second one? It is. Well, this... No, no, it is not. All right. Can I get a sport? Football. On the three of you right now? Yep. Is it Remember the Titans? No, it is not. What is it? You give up on it? Well, I, I did my two guesses. It is draft day, Mr. I watch it every year. I do, and I I don't remember three. You want to take a guess at who says it? It's the girlfriend, right? Hillary Swing's character? No. Sonny Weaver Jr. When he's talking to his scouts... Ah, well, stumps me. Even though I w- I do watch that movie every year before draft. <laughs> All right, good job, mom. You stumped Frankie a little bit. He didn't know, at least right off the bat, what the greatest game ever played was. At least a quote from it. Yeah, but now that I like, now I knew it was golf. I couldn't unhear it. Yeah, I don't know any other movie that says that. Well, it seems like it could be in literally every movie. It it could be, but it's not. Well, yeah. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode, please uh, follow us wherever you're listening. Uh, please rate it. Uh, give us some feedback. Um, send us questions if you guys... Uh, have any that you want us to discuss but we greatly appreciate you guys listening and hope you guys have a great week bye guys